0: I know you're in this long series of one preacher after another, but I'm glad I got to be part of the string. Thank you for having me here today. Today we are going to turn to the gospel according to Mark, and I want you to know that I had to turn a text in weeks ago. Your your worship team plans way ahead, so I just picked one. I picked a story that follows Jesus' calling of the disciples and healing the sick and teaching crowds, and I figured, you know, that'll probably work. And little did I know how appropriate it does actually seem for today. And so, I imagine this story was sent to us by the Holy Spirit. Hear God's word from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, beginning with verse 35. That day when evening came... This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as the story begins, I am certain that the storm clouds were already brewing. You know, for us, after the last several years, I don't even know if we would have recognized a storm cloud if we saw one. It's just been so long. But now we know. We know what storm clouds look like, don't we? For a week, our cell phones have been littered with emergency alerts. I I got two last night. Extreme alert, heavy rains, flooding. And remember, uh, maybe last Monday, it was severe alert, tornadoes. All week, we've kept our eyes on the skies as relief over water in the reservoirs has been overshadowed by our deep concern for those who have been whose lives have been washed away by the flooding. We understand the concern of the disciples when they got into the boat that day with storm clouds brewing. Yet in order to be part of Christ's ministry of feeding the sick and excuse me feeding the hungry and healing the sick and bringing life into places of death, they had to cross a lake that was easily stirred up by the wind. They had to risk a storm. Such was the cost of being involved in Christ's ministry. Now, I'm certain that the disciples knew the story of the Hebrews crossing the sea. They knew that the Hebrews were so grateful when the wind picked up and parted those waters for them so that they could cross from slavery to freedom. However, when the wind picked up, During the disciples' journey, they panicked. Their fear overtook them. They became obsessed with the storm, and they were angry that Jesus didn't seem concerned for them. Why wasn't Jesus paying attention? Didn't Jesus know that they were in danger? There was a storm, a crisis. Didn't Jesus care what happened to them? The wind stirred up a storm on the lake, And a storm in the boat. So why was Jesus sleeping? Beyond the fact that he was surely exhausted from a long day of teaching and healing and casting out demons, why was he sleeping? Was he of such single mind that he could only think about how tired he was? Or was Jesus sleeping because he assumed that there would be a storm? There was often a storm on this particular lake. It would be naive to presume that there would not be a storm. And as part of the Holy Trinity, Jesus had been in storms before. Jesus remembered when the winds were all in chaos at the very beginning of time and then gathered the the waters together over here and the dry land here, creating a home for us. And for all creation in the very beginning. Jesus remembered the storm that churned up the waters over the flood, and how, in time, even with Noah's help, there was a chance for new righteousness. Jesus remembered the winds that blew up a storm over the seas that parted the way for the Hebrews to cross safely to the other side. And Jesus remembered the storm that rocked the boat of Noah back and forth until he fell over the side, landed into the belly of a big fish until he was ready to follow God's call to extend grace. God had been this way before, and so Jesus slept. The storm did nothing to shake Jesus' trust in God's care. But as the waves dashed upon this little boat that was tossed to and fro, awakening, excuse me, uh, so that the disciples who were in the boat with him were convinced they were going to be swamped and drowned, the disciples cried out for help and awakened Jesus, who took control, who addressed the winds, and the winds knew his voice and obeyed him. The storm subsided. Now you remember that when the shepherds were terrified at the opening up of the sky and all the light and those angels, they said to the, to the shepherds, Fear not. And when the women were terrified at the empty tomb, the angels said to them, Fear not. And so when the disciples were terrified by the storm, Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Jesus had always had authority over the storm. So if Jesus was anxious about anything at all that day, he may have been anxious about the storm on board, but not the storm at sea. Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Now here's the reality even if they had had faith, there would still have been a storm. Faith would not have kept the storm away, but faith would have dealt with the chaos on the boat and kept them from being diverted by their anxiety during the storm. Faith would have kept their intention, attention more appropriately placed, not on the storm, but on the one who had control over the wind. However, the story says the disciples had not yet come to faith. Our text says they were terrified. So what would it take for them to trust? This story from Mark is followed by the story of a man who was possessed by demons. And in the face of his desperation, Jesus freed him from their control. Did they trust then? This is followed by the story of a father frantically running to Jesus because his daughter was dying. And Jesus turned to go with him, but then he was distracted by another's need for healing, a woman who for 12 years had paid doctors to help her, but to no avail. And by the time Jesus had healed the woman and then finally reached the man's home, the neighbors were crying out, Your daughter's dead. Why trouble Jesus now? You took too long. But it was not too late. Jesus raised the girl to life. And in the face of utter hopelessness, Jesus healed the woman and raised the girl. Did they have faith then? This is followed by the story of the disciples' panic when evening came and there was nothing to feed this huge crowd that had gathered on the hillside to hear Jesus teaching. The disciples said, Send the people back to town. We can't feed all of them. And in the face of their panic, Jesus broke bread until all were satisfied and then directed the disciples to pick up the leftovers. Did they have faith in? And this is followed by another story of the disciples on a lake where again the wind picked up and the disciples became distressed. Scripture says Jesus got into the boat with them, encouraging them not to be afraid, and the wind ceased. And they were completely amazed, for they did not understand, as their hearts were hardened. Had they forgotten what Jesus said to them? Have you still no faith? The story continues when Jesus about how Jesus dealt with a crisis by taking control over demonic forces, over disease, over death, over forces of nature. You know, it really doesn't matter where you sit in the boat. It doesn't matter that Jesus is in the boat with us. There's going to be a storm. In spite of our best efforts at a healthy lifestyle, illness lurks around every corner. In spite of our best efforts at safety and our best planning, accidents happen. In spite of our strong commitment and our earnest endeavors, there will be disappointments. And as the joke says, the only thing we can be certain of in life are taxes and death. None of us are going to avoid death. Yet in every circumstance, that leaves us desperate or hopeless or panicked or distressed, as lives are washed away by flooding, as you work to relieve suffering this week, as you send out this awesome mission team to Nicaragua, remember, Jesus is in control. That's not the issue. What's at stake is whether or not we will have the faith to trust in Jesus' presence with us, and to know the difference that will make. God has been this way before, and so Jesus is not anxious when storms bash against our boats. However, Jesus may be sorrowful over our lack of faith during a storm. In looking back at the past few months, there's been a lot of transition for your congregation Yet you stayed in the boat in order to be part of Christ's ministry in this community. And what you have witnessed is that in spite of the storms, Jesus is still in charge. And as you await the arrival of your wonderful pastor to join your leadership team, what I want to say to you is this. You are a faithful congregation who welcomes others and reaches out with healing. Clearly, Jesus is in the boat with you, and the waves know his name." Be assured that neither death, life nor death, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, do not be afraid. Do not let the storm keep you from the thrill of being part of the coming of Christ's kingdom, for Christ's kingdom is surely coming. Thanks be to God. Amen.